Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Government or whatever. But here, this one here is, is benefits in terms of our walk with Jesus Christ. And so the call to worship takes us from Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. I will be the leader, and Joel, if you would represent the people. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, forgetting none of his benefits. He forgives our sins, heals our diseases, redeems our lives from the pit, crowns us with love and compassion, satisfies our lives with good things, gives justice to the oppressed. He's slow to anger, abounding in love towards us. Praise the Lord. Well, our gathering hymn is number 407, and uh, Linda has told us that until she gets her glasses, she can't do both of the words and the music, so we appreciate that. Thank you, Linda, and thank you for joining us in that great hymn. Um, uh, We're going to go to prayer and ask God's blessing upon our time together, and then we will close with the Lord's Prayer. 
Gracious God, we come to you and we are so grateful for this beautiful day that you've blessed us with, with the sun shining. It's cold, Lord, but with you and with God's people, it is warm. It is, it is a, a time where we can enjoy each other's company and also enjoy the fact that your Holy Spirit is with each one of us. Thank you for that. We ask you now to forgive our sins and cleanse us from anything and everything we've done wrong because, Lord, we know we fail. And we ask now that give us the strength to overcome. Through Christ our Lord who taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Be assured of this, that when we do confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blessed be his holy name. We have a children's song now. Joel and the family are going to sing uh, 10,000 Reasons. All right, I've got my helpers here. Okay. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his soul.
Smith family, and uh, I want to leave with you with a couple of thoughts. First of all, I'm really putting, because it's his birthday, I don't want to leave him get off uh, completely uh, scot-free. Um, I've asked through, uh, to, through Tracy, I've asked uh, Caleb and Isla to um, kind of share some things about their dad. And no, though it's not Father's Day, it is uh, Joel's day because this is his day before his, uh, or two days before his birthday. So um, I'm really glad to see Caleb and and uh, little Isla. She is so such a tiny little thing. <laughs> I can barely see her. Oh, there you are. Um, I, I want to know. Can you tell me some things about your dad? What's he like? Hmm. I'm really thinking. Oh, great. And he tells us when something is dangerous and when, and when we can't do something. Because if we do what he says is dangerous, we could get hurt. You'll get hurt. Right? Yeah. So it's good to have a, a dad around, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, what what about now? So he protects you. He he gives you good protection, doesn't he? Yeah. He helps you. He helps you every day in that way. What else does he do? Anything? He works for Explanet. <laughs> <laughs> he what? I do work every day. Oh yes, he does indeed. He's a hard man to get a hold of, so I know he works. <laughs> That's right, he works every day and he's always there for you, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he kind of works from home most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your help. All I, uh, you, you, you covered the two areas I really wanted to make sure you talked about was protection and the fact that he supplies every one of your needs, doesn't he? Yep, he does. Well, you know, that's the way our Heavenly Father is. He takes care of us. He looks out for us. He's kind of watching every moment he can to make sure that we're okay, that we have everything we need, that we are protected. Bible says in the Old Testament that God's children has a hedge, have a hedge of protection around them. Did you know that? Yeah. So this morning we're going to... <clears throat> talk about the father in his relationship with of course Jesus Christ and Jesus says I'm the bread of life and uh, calls himself the bread of life and that's what we'll be talking about let us pray together 
as we uh, give thanks for our children. And then we'll pray the prayer. We'll go right into the prayer uh, as we listen to God's word. Thank you, Lord, for our children, each one of them. Keep them protected and safe. We pray for our teachers, Lord, and ask you, Lord, to keep them safe. And those in hospitals, I pray, Lord, that you will be very close to each nurse and each doctor and healthcare worker. Help them in their process of, uh, of uh, bringing healing to those around them. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Thank you, Lord for being the bread of my life, so I will never hunger again. Embrace us as we rediscover you afresh and anew. Through Christ we pray, amen. Well, this morning I'm, uh, I'm talking about Jesus Christ as the bread of life, but I, I'm doing more than that. I've actually entitled my message, uh, Man, give me some bread. I want to make sense of my life. And I've asked uh, Hazel to uh, read the passage. And actually, she's going to read one more verse than that. But it kind of finishes what I, I'm going to be saying. So St. John, Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 35 and 36. And uh, then we'll be, uh, she will read one more verse. So there you go. I'm going to turn it over to Hazel. Thank you, Philip. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth in me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. And all that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. So this morning, um, I've entitled my message, Man, Give Me Some Bread. I want to make sense out of my life. And uh, the passages of scripture that were read really speak to us this morning. Uh, because uh, they, they speak to us, of course, of Jesus declaring himself to be the bread of life. And I'll give you a little background. But before I do, uh, we, we're on this earth and we sometimes wonder, especially during this season, uh, we often wonder, why are we here? What's our purpose? What's life? Why are we, we uh, concerned about life at all? Jerry Seinfeld, uh, com the comedian, of course, says, life is truly a ride. We're all strapped in. No one can stop it. As you move from childhood and then youth and then on to adulthood, Something you put your, you, you sometimes put, put up your arms and scream while you're on the ride. Sometimes you find yourself holding on to the bar in front of you for dear life. But the ride is a real thing. The most you can hope for at the end of life is your hair is messed up, you're out of breath, and you didn't throw up. <laughs> and uh, Cynthia Creamen asks, what if the hokey pokey is really what life's all about? I used to have a handle on life, she says, but the handle broke. Don't take life too seriously. You will never get out of it alive. We are born naked, wet and hungry, and then things get worse. <laughs> uh, um, the, the fact is that life's a rash, she concludes. 
and then there is death and the itching is over. Well, you know, as I listen to these, they're, they're really, those are real search, searching heart kind of comments that both Cynthia and Jerry make. Here we find ourselves, Jesus had just fed the 5,000 and uh, the crowd wanted literally to crown Jesus as king on the spot, actually on the spot. They had never seen anything like him and all the benefits he would throw their way. Why? This looks like a good thing all around. Jesus was sensing this uh, heightened uh, craze about him and he commissions his disciples to jump in the boat and go over to the other side. And, um, and that's what they do. But the fact is that they followed him. Some of them got boats. Maybe they even paid a driver to bring them over and uh, across to the, to the other side. And, um, but the fact is that they wanted more. We all want more of life. But they wanted more. Uh, they wanted more miracles. They wanted more free food. They wanted more bread. And they followed him, as I said last Sunday, talking about finding love in all the wrong places. They were following for all, him for all the wrong reasons. Now they came to the right one, the right person, but they did it for, with ulterior motives. They didn't follow him because he was the Messiah. They were following him because of what he could do for them. So every Sunday we worship, don't we? We, we worship the Lord. We sing choruses. Um, and, um, and I often wonder why we come together to sing, to pray, to worship, and to hear God's word. Uh, do we come for our own, so that our own personal needs will be met? Or do we come to worship God? Well, actually, we've come for both. And it's important for us to understand that. We come for both reasons. Did you know that the fastest growing churches today are customer focused? Uh, that is, I remember one particular uh, guru uh, of the Christian faith uh, out, of, out of the States used to call it seeker sensitive. And, and that's fine. Uh, what, what happens is uh, these people surveyed the community and whatever their needs were, they tried to meet the, the, their needs in such a way that the church, church life in that particular uh, church uh, was was really meeting needs. And that's a good thing. That's not necessarily wrong because Paul said many years ago, I became all things to all people so that I might win some. And, and I kind of think that's what ministry and church is all about, bringing together the community. The fact is there are two types of worship. We got to, if you're going to boil it down, there are two types of worship. One is primarily vertical. That is an aim, it is aimed towards God. And the other is horizontal. In other words, it's designed to accommodate the tastes of today's audience. Both of them are right, and both of them have their place. 
But the question is, do we worship God? Do we come to, together to worship God? Or do we come together for us? Well, since I've been leading worship at this parish, I have used all kinds of music. You know that. But one of the great pieces that I personally love and I, and I apply it to my life and I sing it as often as I can is majesty, worship his majesty. We didn't use it today, but we could have. Jack Hayford was the author and he was visiting the, the uh, home, the boyhood home of uh, Win Sir Winston Churchill. And as he walked the grounds and uh, listened to a couple of, of, uh, of people who knew the area well and talked about it, he understood why Churchill became all that he accomplished. Why the, the area was majestic with hills and, and, and trees and, and a couple of wells on the land. And he said, I thought about that. And then I thought about all of the majesty and dignity we've been given through Christ. If that would only open our eyes and help us sense our significance in him on this earth. And at that point, the light would go on for us and assist us in realizing his purpose for us. To feel the majesty of God our Father in such a way that each of our lives would be enabled to worship completely. And yet at the same time, encourage one another, share the worship as a body of people, a body of believers, to lift up our God in praise. Well, the blessings actually come when we gather together and we're not together bodily, but that doesn't mean the church is dead. It's very much alive. I see you come to service each Sunday faithfully. God bless you because you have to listen to me. But the fact is that we find Christ Jesus as we gather together. And as we worship our God and our creators, we worship Jesus Christ. There's a great thing that happens. We are exposed to the presence of God. And so the, as he's sharing the good news with all of those people, as he fed the, after he fed the 5,000, the people responded to him after he said, I am the bread of life. And uh, they said to him, so now, sir, from now on, give us that bread. And Jesus responds, he who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. Max Lucado tells of a very bumpy airplane ride uh, that he was on. And uh, he travels, a, he used to travel a fair amount and a passenger, a passenger was sitting behind him. And this guy was laughing his full head off. And, and Max Lucado said, nobody else was. So he, he, uh, he learned later that the man had been listening to uh, one of the radio stations, everybody had earphones on and, and, uh, and, and one of the stations he was listening to was a, a comedy uh, act that was, that was being, uh, that was from one of the comedians. And he was laughing his full head off. Why? 
because he wasn't listening to the circumstances or looking around him. He was simply enjoying the voice that he was listening to that was bringing humor to his life. Well, when Jesus came into this world, he came for one reason, to do the will of his father. And that's exactly why we're here. But, but what was his purpose? Well, it was to share his father with everybody else. But more than that, you notice how many times as you read through the Bible that Jesus took some time to be by himself. Why? Because he wanted to hear the voice of his heavenly father so that he would do exactly what his father had sent him to do. And that was to expose his, his dad better than anyone else had ever done. And that's exactly why we're here. I've noticed very few, few people I come across are enjoying life, especially during this, this season that we're living in. And the reason is usually because they're listening to the wrong voices. A lot of people are on Facebook, nothing wrong with Facebook. But sometimes we're listening to some of the messages that come across there instead of listening to the voice of Jesus in our lives. Jesus had his hearing geared to his father's voice. So in, circum in the circumstances that would have sent others into a panic or despair, Jesus was secure, he was calm, he was confident, and he was comfortable in the relationship he had with his father. So should we. As we come together each week, our purpose as we raise our voices in song, even though nobody hears us other than our own families, as we lift up Jesus Christ, knowing he alone is the bread of life, we then are able to receive the word a little more favorably and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit within our hearts. Jesus says, son, Jesus says to us as children, son, daughter, I love you for who you are. You have gifts that I need to use. And so you do. We have the gifts, of course, when I think of Linda, when I think of, of Elaine, and when I think of Joel, and I think of all the people that we have as part of our congregation, very gifted. And I learn that more all the time. I close with this story. There was a farmer in our church in Regina. He had um, a long drive getting to church, but he was very faithful. But he told me this story one time when I was out to visit him. He said, from the time his only son, Jonathan, who was just a boy, as a boy, the farmer and, uh, and his son were inseparable. They, they stayed with each other. He rode on the tractor with his dad. Uh, he was always there when his dad was working on equipment. But one thing he instilled in his son is that every time the son the father called. The son could remember his father instructing him, son, when I call you, I want you to come running to me as fast as you can. One day, the boy was just eight years old. He was fully grown by the time we, were, we became pastors in Regina. But 
he was uh, th eight years old and he was playing around some equipment. He always was close by his dad. And so he was playing around uh, with a toy by some equipment uh, that his dad had been working on. And his dad said, I'm, I'm gonna right back. I'm just gonna go into the shed and I'm gonna come back. And as he was just about at the shed, he felt a prompting in his mind and in his heart that he should call his son over to him. And so with that, he yelled out at Jonathan, come here right now, I need you right now. And with that, his son took off. And just as the son was leaving that spot, the piece of equipment that had been up on a hydraulic, the hydraulic had been taken out and the piece of equipment, which weighed a lot, fell over where the little guy had been playing. And he said to me, you know, if Jonathan hadn't listened to his dad at that moment, he would have died because that piece of equipment weighed a lot. And you know, the same thing is to us. If we would just listen to the voice of God daily, we would live and have life abundantly. I'm gonna conclude with this thought. Jesus heard and listened to the voice of his father. So much so that when he was facing Calvary, about to pay for your sin and mine, he had doubts. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane. You probably remember the story. And here he was praying. His disciples were asleep a little ways off. And he said, Father, if you just let this cup pass from me, I'd appreciate it. But I don't want my will to be done. I want yours. As the bread of life, when we worship him and we listen to his voice, when we come to him as, as the bread of life for us to be filled, we will be filled. And when we believe in Christ, we will never be thirsty. And when we listen to him, life is worth living just because he lives in us. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. God, thank you for your word. And as we... Uh, Give thanks, Lord, we have so much to be grateful for, for our health, for our strength, for your love towards us, for your keeping presence around us. We give you thanks. We ask now that you'd receive our gifts, and especially ourselves, as we give worship and praise to you, that, Lord, you will use our gifts to improve your kingdom. Through Christ we pray. Amen. As we uh, go to the pastoral prayer for the time when God's people uh, can bring their longings and dreams and thoughts, uh, let's go to the Lord in anticipation. We do have some prayer requests. Molly uh, Harton's dad passed away uh, last week, this past week. And we want to pray for the family, and especially for Molly. Molly joins us often. Uh, Dorothy Fraser, which is um, uh, Lorna's sister, uh, we want to pray for her. She has a heart condition, and we ask that God heal her. And so let's together, and of course, we have all the prayer requests on your bulletin. Uh, we want to give thanks that Harvey is doing much better. Uh, we give God praise for that. We want to thank God for how God is doing in Leanne's life. And so as we go to the Lord in prayer, would you please join me 
and let us lift up those that need our prayers. Let us pray. Lord, we come to you today and we think of all those that need our prayers. We ask, Lord, that you would be with Meredith and Harvey and Joe and Sylvia and Fred and Michelle, Leanne, Rob, Matthew and Earl. We thank you, Lord, for the progress that Stan is seeing in his body because of a treatment he received. We give you thanks, Lord. We give you thanks for the way in which you heal us and use so many means to which that happens. And we ask now, Lord, that you would be with all those that are in seniors' home, Judith, Isabel, Fran, Norma, Audrey, Donna, and Lori. Lord, we lift them up to you and ask that you just place your arms of love around them. Love them into your heart and into your care. Heal them, whoever needs healing. Lord, we come to you in Jesus' name and bring our own personal requests. And now, Lord, we ask that you'd respond. You are our great physician. And Lord, I pray that you'd respond whatever the need may be in the lives of others that we love. Bring it on. Heal them. Hear our prayer. We pray, Lord, for the leaders of our country and our province and our cities in our villages and towns, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to help and give them wisdom, especially during this COVID time. We ask, Lord, that you not only give wisdom, but as we are anticipating a, a stronger a strand of, of this disease, Lord, we ask that you'd protect us and protect all those that are your children. In Jesus' name, our children as well. And now, Lord, guide us in all we do and say, through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Well, our closing hymn is Come Sing, O Church in Joy, number 757.
Thank you, Linda, for leading us. Um, as we close, I trust that um, you're having a great day and a great week, and may the Lord continue to give you health and strength and wisdom during these hard times. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and fellowship and communion of his Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you very much for coming. We wish you a great Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week, over, week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.